Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima Laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic-grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at-home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now... This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Food Heals Podcast, Episode 32. And so I walked out of the room And I like led them out of the room and they came behind me and left and I closed the door and then I was able to fall back to sleep. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my God. Oh my God. I would have been peeing myself in the bed. I'm pretty sure I did. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. Okay, welcome to the Food Heals Podcast. I'm Allison Melody. I'm Susie Hardy. And it's Halloween. Woo! (laughs) Happy Halloween! 
So no, we don't actually have anything health related to talk about today. We wanted to tell ghost stories. Switching it up. Yeah. We don't even have a sponsor today. We just wanted to make this a really fun listen. So if you're out there trick-or-treating or going to get your candy or whatever you're doing today, we hope you enjoy this. Our ghost stories that have really happened to us. That's right. Yeah. I can't wait to hear yours because mine isn't quite as scary as I would hope for a Halloween episode, but I want to hear yours. Mine is scary. <laughs> All right, let's start with one of yours. I was scared. Um, so the first time I ever saw a ghost, which is, you know, some you may not believe in ghosts. You may believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts because of this. So this is absolutely a true story. We were in high school. And we were driving down kind of like a backcountry road in North Carolina. We were going to a party. And um, I was driving my dad's convertible. So we were all like rocking the convertible, playing music. It was super fun. Um, I was still young. So I was not drinking. This is not that kind of party. Like definitely people at the party were drinking. But I was still... But you were driving. So how old were you? I was driving. I was still in my like young and innocent phase of maybe like 17. Okay. Um, I don't think I really started drinking until maybe 18 or 19. So I was totally sober. Everyone in my car, if they had had a drink, it wasn't like a drunk bunch of teenagers. It was just a really fun group of teenagers playing music in the convertible, feeling cool, you know. And we're driving down a backcountry road. And all of a sudden, so on the left of me is like a field and on the right of me is woods. And we're driving down and on the right, where the field is, I see a boy and he's sticking his thumb out like he wants a ride. And I was like, oh my God, why is there a young boy like seven or 10 years old? I'm not a good judge of age, but like a boy. And why is he on the side of the road? And why does he need a ride? Like, does he need help? I'm so concerned. So I turned down the music so everyone's dancing in the car, right? Turn on the music and I'm like, you guys, should I turn around? And they're like, turn around for what? And I'm like, the boy. And they're like, what boy? I'm like, the little boy on the side of the road. He just had his thumb out. And they're like, oh, we didn't see that. Because they're like, I'm like, that's because you guys aren't dancing and playing music and whatever. You're not paying attention. I'm driving. I see the road clearly. And they're like, oh my God, turn around. Let's go get him. Let's make sure he's okay. So we turn around. And now the field is on the right of me. So we're driving back the way we came. And you can see straight down this field, there's no one. We keep going, we keep going, and the road ends at a T. So there's no road in front of us, just a little driveway. So we go forward in the driveway to like turn around and see if we can see the little boy. And we end up in a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So my headlights land on a bunch of gravestones that are kind of overgrown with weeds and grass and look super creepy, just out, like out of a horror movie. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm turning around. I want to get out of here. I don't feel safe. What's going on? And my friends are like, no, let's get out. Let's see what this is. So my investigator- It sounds like a movie right now. I know. It was really like a horror movie where they're all about to be murdered. (laughs) And it was like two girls and one guy and they get out of the car and they like go to investigate. And I stayed in the car with my headlights on. Like I put my brights on so I could see where everyone went. I was like the concerned mom, like, what are they doing? Where are they going? What's going on? Where's the little boy? (laughs) You know? And so they come back screaming, jump in the car. And they said there was a gravestone for a 10 year old boy. So I saw the 10 year old boy. And we got in the car and we went to the party and we got drunk. (laughs) And did you, I mean, no one said, 
hold on. So no one said drive back. Maybe we passed him. Well, we had driven back and we couldn't have. Conf- and you didn't see him. So that's the thing. We had turned around and driven back as far as the road would go. And so we could see down like the side of the road that there was no one there. And where you got to the point where you had to turn around because the road ended at a T. Right. And there was nothing that could have been mistaken for a boy. I mean, you saw it with your own eyes. I saw it as clear as I see you in front of me right now. I'm not crazy. I will never forget that. It was a boy walking down the street, just like when you're driving and you see, I don't really see a lot of hitchhikers, but you see a pedestrian crossing the road. I saw the boy on the side of the road with his thumb out. And it's understandable that my friends didn't see him because they were like yelling and, you know, dancing. And like it was just a fun car party. That's how our high school things were, even if we weren't drinking or, you know. Uh, And so I saw this clear as day, Susie. I'm not making this up. And if he was alive, a real boy, I just don't know where he could have run to. There was nowhere for him to hide. It was a wide open field. And for us to end up in a graveyard where they saw the grave. I didn't see the grave. I actually cannot say I saw the grave. So it, maybe they made it up, but I really don't think they do because they came back with terror. And like they were all laid back having a blast like, oh, let's go investigate. This is fun. And I was like, don't get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> and they came back like really terrified and just said, drive. And so I drove and we went to the party. So, yeah, wow. I don't know. Yeah. You know, people love... There's, there's certain types of people in the world that love to dispute this and be like, ah, oh, it's bullshit. There's no facts. Yeah. There's no proof. Blah, 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 blah. But like anytime you've talked to someone who actually has seen something, yeah, I have have one in my family, mm-hmm. there's no disputing it. It's like there are dimensions we can't see. Yeah. Um, and ghosts may not be the right word because people associate with that with all kinds of things from what they've seen in horror movies mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it's not necessarily I'm saying I believe in ghosts, but I definitely believe, like you just said, there are other dimensions and sometimes they cross well, have over. Well, have you any, haven't, I was just possessed. Sorry, Food Heals Nation. We're someone not possessed. doing a Ouija board. Someone, we do not welcome ghosts into someone the Food podcast. <laughs> do not come and possess Someone just us. possessed my tongue. Um... Have you ever had an experience with orbs in photos? This is a big thing. Yes. Okay, so my 30th birthday, one of the many parties that I had, because I my friends love to poke fun at me, I had like six 30th birthdays. Yeah. I had like a weekend in Vegas. I had another party back in LA. and a, Yeah, it was insane. Um, that's what you do. That's what I do. That's what I did. Um, so this party that I had back in LA, which was at a club in Hollywood, um, and I, I had all my friends there, the friends that didn't, like, not the girlfriends that didn't make it to Vegas. We, you know, we're just dancing, partying, have a good time. We had a table. We had a bottle service going on. The pictures that I got back from that night, and it didn't even strike me as weird until, like, years later. But the pictures that I had, there was an insane amount of orbs in these photos. And they, they like to say that these are actual balls of energy spirits Mm -hmm. what have you they're always different sizes in my experience at that birthday they were small in these photos and it was always on the dance floor interesting and they usually say it's like when there's like happy happier times going on it's not when there's like a dark photo or someone's depressed it's usually when there's like a lot of energy yeah um this was in a club the amount of orbs i'm talking like there was this one photo there was one photo that i had one on my nose it was on the tip of my nose, uh-huh. just one. And then on the dance floor, there were like over 100 or something, like between like 75 wow. and 100 tiny little ones. 
that there's no way this could have been like dust or, you know, the refraction of light or anything like that. It was very strange. And it didn't even hit me until years later. I'm like, oh my God, I had a bunch of whatever those were, spirits, energy balls, whatever they were, they were partying their asses off on my 30th birthday. Okay. Just to play devil's advocate for anyone listening who might be thinking this out there, how do you know it wasn't like some sort of like DJ lighting or something? There that was they no had DJ done? lighting. It was a ghetto club. Okay, okay. It, it was all the the light was was from the the phone, um, taking the photo. Yeah. And then maybe from the bar, which is off to the right. There was no there were no like circular lights. There was no disco ball. It was very dark. It was just kind of like a place to you know a fun place to dance. And how do photos capture this? What's this? Oh, I remember, what do they say about I re- that? I remember reading about this, but like a lot of the stuff that they talk about, dust being on the lens, light refraction, it's a lot of bullshit. It's like they kind of don't know. Ooh. And especially the one with one on my nose. On my nose. I have the photo. I can show it to you. It's on my nose. Why would there be, like I'm the center of, you know, so if you take a photo with a phone of me and the rest of the background is dark because it's a dark club there's one just perched on my nose like hanging out Uh, it's your friend ghost blessing me on my 30th birthday on my nose (laughs) it was really weird and it didn't strike me as strange until a lot later okay so I'm going to tell my actual ghost story okay but first of all we're going to post that photo on Food Heals Nation I, I I will post a bunch of them okay yes Okay, so go to foodhealsnation.com and look up the the Halloween episode and we will post the photos there. Orbs. Susie's orbs. My orbs, <laughs> my friends. Okay, tell us your ghost story. Okay, so um, I have a very small family and very intimate family. And um, my mother had a twin sister, who my dear, dear aunt, and she was widowed when I was two. Um, my uncle John, who was just... A beautiful man, inside and out, um, passed away uh, flying for the Air National Guard because he was a pilot in upstate New York. Mm. And I heard, I don't remember him, but I remember many stories about him told throughout the years. One which I used to clap when he would come home from work. I would, I was very young, but I would clap for him because I was so excited. And um, cut to, I'm about 15, maybe 16, visiting an aunt and uncle in uh, Missouri. His brother and and my aunt his uh, my, his brother and and wife, um, and so my cousin his son looks is the spitting image of him looks exactly like him, and they lived in a split level house so we were the kitchen was actually on the upper floor and then there was like the it overlooked the living room, and all of the decor at the time was like peach and beige and white it was very mm-hmm. light colors right and and my other cousins were playing down there and I was helping my aunt fix lunch. And I remember saying to them, hey, guys, come up, you know, summertime. I was like, hey, come up, dinner's, uh, sorry, lunch is ready. And I remember turning to the left. I remember, like, all of this happening. I remember turning to the left, and I'd just seen my cousin down below with my other cousins. Mm-hmm. So I saw his son down below. I turned to the left, and, and my vision passes the stairway coming up from that level below to the, the kitchen and the dining room up above, and I see him on the stairs holding the rail, wearing a blue shirt. Now, I don't remember what color shirt he was wearing down below. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there was no blue anywhere there. It was peach and beige. And he's holding the railing, and I see him coming up the stairs. And then I turn to the sink, going back to help prepare lunch. And I thought, that's funny. I just saw him down below, and then he's on the stairs. And I turn back, and it's gone. Did you know who he was? It was his dad. 
But you're, you had known him when you were two years old. I did, but I don't remember him. So how did you know? Because he looked exactly like my cousin. They, they have the same build. They had the same frame. They looked exactly the same. And I had the thought, oh, my cousin's coming up the stairs. Wait a minute. No, he's still down below. So I saw him. Got it. I saw what I thought was him on the, on the floor playing with our little cousins. Uh-huh. And then on the stairs, like literally a split second later, and then I turn back and that is gone. And, did you and in that moment, I was like, oh, my God. I just saw my uncle. Now, the only reason or one of the reasons why I probably thought that is because my mom had seen him as well after he had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in my family. Um, well, your brother had it, right? My brother, my brother, my poor brother had the gift or the curse, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> to him, it was probably a curse since he was very young. And the, the funny thing was is that we were a family that was very open to that stuff, At, especially after my uncle had passed. We were always open to psychics and mediums. And, and so there were always little inklings. My brother, I believe, got a great big dose of it because when he was little, he would see spirits all the time. Mm-hmm. He would see them in orb form. Um, sometimes he would describe them as just big balls of light and energy. Wow. He believed he saw my uncle, but in more of an outline of light as opposed to what I saw, which was more of a what you kind of saw, which was like a, a what you thought form. as a human. Yeah. Um, and then he saw actual spirits that like scared the shit out of him that kind of chased him. And then he would hear them. He didn't tell anybody for a really long time, which my family would have been like, really? What do they look like? What do they have to say? Do they want anything? Like, tell us more. Yeah, because there's other people in our family that would have been like into it. And he was a little kid and he was like, get, get away from me. I can imagine it being so scary. Yeah, but he would see him. We would travel. We'd go on skiing trips. He saw them in Colorado. He saw them in upstate wow. New York. He saw them in Missouri. He saw them in New York. He saw them all over the place. You know, I really, truly believe that some people are just much more intuitive and sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they have an ability to see things that those who are not as in tune, it's, it has nothing to do. It's not your fault or anything like that. It just is what it is. Yeah. And they have this striking ability to see things, hear things, and feel things that other people aren't. It's yeah, and there's so many different ways, right? So there's, you can hear, yeah, there's different senses to it. And some people have a bunch of them, some, some just have one. And you can yeah. de- if you can develop them, I believe, yeah. with certain kind of practice and awareness. I yeah. absolutely agree. I think it's so interesting. And, you know, if you're going into the whole, like, psychics and things like that, one thing that's like really underreported and not talked about is how often police use psychics mm-hmm. to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. And then a detective, and there's lots of, and we're not knocking detectives, just like we never knock doctors. We're just saying there are so many amazing detectives out there doing amazing jobs, and they might be getting medals of valor for their great detective work. And they're not telling the news. The news isn't reporting on the Mm -hmm. psychic that they consulted to tell them the body is in a river south of this road you know Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's not that the psychics always know exactly but they will know enough to go find that body or whatever it is i'm using that horrible example but um police officers at every level of law enforcement and detectives and everything are using psychics on a regular basis and to say that it doesn't exist is really just, you know, fear and closed-mindedness because it is scary to open your mind to the possibility mm-hmm. that there's more than what you see is what you get. And they can't prove it. They can't, you know what I mean? They can't categorically no say, scientific that, well, we, we know this, this amount of stuff. Um, yeah. It's, 
you know. It's just like sometimes in your life, I'm sure everyone can relate to this, when you've had that moment of a premonition or mm-hmm. an awareness and it may be momentary and then that thing happens or sometimes it's like you turn around before the danger is about to occur or something it like that. It happened to me the other day. Ooh, what happened? Okay, so... I've always been open to this since I was 13. I went to psychic fairs with my mother and my aunt because I found it super interesting. I used to try to read tarot. I just found it really fascinating. I think I was probably a witch in a former life. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I know I probably was. Um, But I hope you weren't burned at the stake, Susie. I might have been. Oh, no. Well, you know. That's okay. I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've, you've overcome that. You've healed from that. So like I said, like I feel like... um, Everybody's born with a certain amount of this, whether we pay attention to it or not, strengthen it or not. My brother had a huge dose. You know, my mom had a little bit. My aunt had a little bit. I have a little bit. And I feel like I'm trying to pay attention to my intuition, at least in in life. And recently, I went into the bank, and I was on Sunset Boulevard. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like 5 to 4. And I'm supposed to not be here at 4 p.m. I could go and park in their underground parking, but it's going to take time. And this is going to be really fast, right? So... I'm going against my better judgment. I go inside the bank and there's a line. Of course, I get in there. I'm like, mm. I'm like well, now I'm playing with fire here because anybody who knows LA parking uh, people, serv- parking services will ticket you with impunity. They don't care. Yeah, they are on it. Every five minutes, they're yep. checking the streets. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, God, I'm really playing with fire here. And Now, you could say that this is just common sense. Mm-hmm. But I was waiting and I was waiting and I was waiting. And inside, I was like, no, I need to go move my car. Like, I need to go move my car. Like, I was being, my, I was telling myself, go move your car. And I didn't want to go have to waste the time to go around the corner and park it. And I was just like, no, 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 no. But I was getting a message, go move your car. Yeah. Well, I did my banking. Wouldn't you know it? I run outside. (laughs) There's a parking attendant. I'm the first car she's gotten to. And of course, I get a freaking huge ticket and you can't talk them out of it if they're even if they're sitting right there you're like please, no. please she's like no. oh she was trying to tell me that I, I i won because i didn't get towed and i was just like go screw yourself but anyway <laughs> but what i was really mad about is like yes it, food deals nation can say right now that's just common sense you just got you know caught up in it no i really felt like my gut instinct was like go move your freaking car you couldn't get a ticket but i didn't and yeah. that's what happened i hear you well Speaking of psychics, um, so I don't tell a lot of people this, but um, I guess I'm going to tell Food Heals Nation. I had my marriage to my husband predicted in 2007. So right after my dad died, for whatever reason, um, my stepmom and my two stepsisters got a reading done where a tarot card reader came to our house and I don't know why like I didn't plan this I don't even remember the circumstances around it but we all got these really deep two to three hour readings done and she said some really really poignant things that all ended up coming true and I know that critics of psychics will say you know they can guess things by reading your body language and looking at your pictures and all that kind of thing but this is too specific to believe. So um, this is before I had started my video production business. I, I mean, I had just started. I had just built a website. Um, I had put together some real videos, but I hadn't really started the business. 
And she said, you're going to be, I see you traveling on an airplane with a video camera. Hadn't told her what I did. Hadn't told her anything about me. This was like, this wasn't a time of Google. I don't think, there's no way she Googled me. And I, there wouldn't have been anything on Google to find. Where now, if you Google me, you could find things. But back then, it wasn't like she could have found out information about me. So she said, you'll be traveling on an airplane with a video camera. I'm like, that sounds cool, right? And as soon as I moved to LA, my first gig was I was traveling all throughout California to basically film underserved communities in California. And I had never sat foot on a plane for work in my life before that point. And now I've been doing it for 10 years. It's no big deal. But back then, she told me I was going to be doing this. And then she said, you're going to be at these festivals, but it's not like a festival where... um, you know, it's not like the festivals you grew up on. It's like festivals that are for professionals. She could not figure out what it was. I was like, film festival? She's like, yes. <laughs> and then very shortly after I moved to L.A., like in the first year, I was in a couple of film festivals for a short film I did. And, you know, these are little things. But then the kicker is the person I hadn't met yet, who I'm now married to, which is Dan. And she said... You will be introduced by a guy named Steve. His name will have an M in it. Well, when I met Dan, his roommate was named Steve, who I met first. And his last name and my last name is Massarelli. So you could say that's all coincidence, but I think that's really specific information. specific. That she had his roommate's name. I don't know why she didn't have his name. She never told me his name will be Daniel or Dan. She said M. Oh, and she said Italian, by the way. So he's Ah. Italian-American. He's half Italian. uh, Italian father. And um, she said that we would be traveling to Italy for our honeymoon. Dan and I got married a year ago now. We're going to Italy next year. Um, So she was pretty spot on. There's a lot of other things she said. It was like a three-hour reading where she would look at a photo of my friends and point to them and talk about them like she knew things that no one could possibly know. And so for anyone who's skeptical, I understand that because I think there's also a lot of fakers out there. There are. First of all, my if you go to any but if there's any storefront with neon lighting that's a psychic or that's a fake. Yeah, it's all of the ones I've been to that are real. Don't have stores. They come to you or you go to their house. Yeah. She didn't have a storefront. She didn't even have a website. And it's all referrals. Yeah. She was word of mouth. Exactly. Those are all the real ones. Yeah. I agree. So if you don't believe in psychics, if you do believe in psychics, you want to give them a try, get a referral. Don't go to the storefront because it's probably fake. And they're the ones that are reading your body language and just trying to make a quick buck and telling you, oh, you're cursed, so you have to pay me more money and I'll remove the curse. Yes, we think that's bullshit. And at the end of the day, it's still entertainment. Like, I've been a, I've been a plenty of them uh-huh. for the past 25 years. Yeah. Um, I've seen John Edward before he was John Edward. I love I was 13. I know. Um, he was amazing. Um, I've been a plenty of medium psychics, clairvoyance, clairaudience, tarot card readers, yeah. palm readers, tea leaf readers. Some of them, I think that there's a there's still um, certain things that are going to happen, yeah. like meeting Dan through his roommate Steve. Maybe that was faded. I don't know. But then there's other things that are up to free will. Yeah, you know. Of so they're not. There's, it's still entertainment. It's not way to live your life. Sometimes it's it's fun to get guidance if you're kind of stuck and you don't know which way to go. If you have someone that that is through a referral and that has a good reputation. Um, 
And it, yeah, it is fun. I'll say it. It's it fun. It is fun. Absolutely. <laughs> if you just want to be on a whim, if you're in Vegas or you're on the Hollywood Boulevard, go for it. Check it out. Actually, I was told by someone a long time ago that my husband, my love, would have had a lot of cowlicks as a child. And this always stuck out to me. I'm like, that's a funny thing. Like, I, how am I going to find that out? Like, what am I going to go on dates and be like, did you have cowlicks? As what a child, calyx? calyx is when like right like on the crown of the head where they have like little hair sticking up, usually with like straight hair, usually with boys with short hair, you know, like okay. kind of, usually it's like nerdy, right? Yeah. But it's usually with very straight hair. Okay. Where it's like kind of sticking right up. Um, I remembered that. And I rem- when I started really getting serious about trying to find my mate, sometimes I'd be like, did you have calyx as a child? You know, if I met someone that I kind of liked and they were always like, no, Why? <laughs> I would go silent when I met Mike I think it was on like our third date maybe our fourth date that oh I my asked god. he's like all the time I had like three of them going on I'm like oh my god you're like marry me right now <laughs> well we got engaged after five months I mean it was pretty fast that is so cute so yeah see you never know you never know I love it Cowlix, the clue to love <laughs> so Ali you have uh, one more ghost story to tell us don't you I do, and this one's not as lighthearted as the boy I saw on the side of the road, but it was um, very, very intense when it happened, and I don't want to scare anyone, but it's Halloween, so Halloween. <laughs> that's what this is for, and I definitely don't believe that a spirit can harm you in any way, so don't take this the wrong I way. I do. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to scare Food Heals Nation, but... Susie's I'll do just it. Gonna I'll, scare I'll do it. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. This is your story. You go. Oh no, it's okay. Now I want to hear about your story. If you think this is possible, it sounds like a movie. Like that they can come out of you know the ether and and actually harm you. But um, I have no idea. No, I wouldn't go as far as to say the movies are all correct on that. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, movies are entertainment. Um. So this was. So my dad was passing away, and I've told you know that story many times on the food heals podcast so if you don't know my story feel free to go back and listen to um episode zero episode uh, three or four we talk about it but um i lost my father to cancer over a slow long battle i was living in los angeles when he called me to come home so i went home and i was living in his house with my stepmother dorothy who was wonderful and she has nothing to do with a ghost story or anything um but it was the three of us in this house and so I li- there was three stories. I lived on the second story, and they were on the top story. And, um, you know, my dad was real sick, so I had a lot of support, a lot of people coming to visit. You know, it was just that type of time. People brought food, all that kind of thing. So close friend of mine, one of my best friends from growing up, came to visit, and we had gone to bed that night. Like, we had, you know, had dinner with the family and everything. We had gone to bed, and I woke up, and I saw two black figures over the bed floating over the bed Mm. and you know my heart's pounding but some for some reason something inside of me felt in control even though I was really really scared and so I saw these two black figures and they were in in the shape the head shape was like a ghost like if you saw you know if your kid dressed up as a ghost by putting a sheet over them that was the head so it was very just rounded and not very figurative But then the bottom were like these V's, like the bottom of a witch costume or something. It was very specific. Um, And so that comes into play later, which which is why I I described it a little bit. 
And so they were hovering over Amy and I. And I was very scared, but at the same time, something inside of me was like, you need to tell them to go and that they're not welcome here, and you need to walk them out of the room. So I don't know what that was inside of me. I have no idea yeah. if it was intuition or, wow, you know, spirit guide or whatever. I don't know what it was, but I just got out of the bed and I like kind of motioned, like, come with me, which is crazy because <laughs> I was shaking, shaking uncontrollably. But it was like, usually if I was that scared, it's like call 911. But this wasn't a situation you mm, could call 911 no. for. And so I walked out of the room and I like led them out of the room and they came behind me and left and I closed the door and then I was able to fall back to sleep. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my God. So. You were so brave. Oh my God. I would have been peeing myself in the bed. I'm pretty sure I did after that. I'm pretty sure I got back in the bed. You led them out like Vanna White and then went back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I was a little Vanna White. And so the next morning, um, I didn't want to alarm, because I was in bed with my friend. I don't know if I told you that, but Mm -hmm. so my girlfriend and I. She didn't wake up. She did not wake up. And you I, didn't wake her up. No, no, I would have no. elbowed her in the ribs. <laughs> no, because I actually felt very protective of her because Aww. I knew that she was the type of person that couldn't handle this if it was actually happening. So I was like, I have to handle this. I have to take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next morning um, we were at breakfast and I started to, you know, kind of mention what I had seen. Well, my stepmom, Dorothy, bless her heart, she's wonderful, turned white as a ghost and was like shaking and she said I think I saw this too and so I got the chills and I got scared and I drew a picture and I drew the lines of what I had seen and kind of filled it in with black and she just basically sat down so she did not faint and said I saw the same thing oh my god and so that kind of validated to me this was not a dream this was real whatever it was you know was gone so the next day my friend left and Dorothy and I just saged the hell out of the entire (laughs) house like my dad had built this huge beach house it was like his pride and joy before he passed away of this beautiful house he had be built and so you know we had a love-hate relationship with this house where I was like how could it be haunted if it's brand new and beautiful but it must have been like on an ancient Indian burial ground because there's spirits here you know making up stuff in our heads but we saged the entire house for like two hours like if you don't know what saging or smudging is it's basically like burning sage which is supposed to get rid of negative energy and negative spirits and you know if someone's dying there's a lot of negative energy that can follow them no fault of their own And so I was reading about this and I don't, I never felt in danger. I was definitely scared, Mm -hmm. but we had to do a lot of work on that house to protect ourselves psychically. And that's Mm -hmm. really like out there and woohoo to say, like, I don't do that in my current house. Like I feel safe. Nothing since then has really happened to me, but that was clearly an experience that I had. And when someone else had it, I, that could tell me that I could clearly say it's not a dream it's not a nightmare it happened and hey look energy (laughs) is neither created nor destroyed yeah and what is it there's a certain measurement of when people pass that their bodies are then that what is it that much lighter that much lighter yeah grams then they make a movie title out of it they totally i'm not remembering right now but 20 i don't know so 28 grams no it's 28 days later (laughs) no it's a rehab movie (laughs) i know i don't know or 28 days no, it is something grams. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I can't so, remember. you know, sometimes people get spirits, energy, you know, spirit. I will say spirit. I will say spirits. I believe in spirits. I believe yeah. in ghosts. Ghosts, are, I think, are just uh, souls that are kind of stuck. 
they don't know how to cross over. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you got to help them cross over sometimes. There's yeah. a lot of accounts of that where people have had to help the spirit or the ghost, whatever you want to call it, really cross over to the other side because either they don't understand what to do, they don't believe they're dead, or they're holding on so hard to their life and they can't let go. And that's why it's important in life to let go of things. Mm-hmm. Because I've also been told by psychics or whatever you want to call them that when someone immediately passes and you're like, I, if you believe in spirits and you want to talk to your loved one or whatever, you can't immediately talk to them because they are in the process of understanding and letting go of their life that they are now passed off. And it can take a long time mm-hmm. if they're holding on to things from their life. And so, you know, let go of things now so you don't have to deal with that and you don't have to become a ghost. <laughs> it's true. It sounds silly, but... Well, it's a lifelong process. Yeah, you know? of course. It's like you got to let go of stages of, of, of growth, of being a baby to a child, to an adolescent, to an adult. Yeah. Let going of relationships, of loves, of hurts. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Of grudges. Yeah, you got to let then, that go. And then your attachment to your body when you pass. I don't know. That's what I believe. I, I, I am, there's no doubt in my mind that we survive death and that we go on. You know, that's what I believe. I agree, too, so much. You know, my parents are no longer with us in this physical realm, but I have signs of them all the time, everywhere, every day. And I'm sure you have signs of your mom. I I don't want to speak for you, but... When my mom mom was buried um, in New York, we... I happened to notice this, and I was so devastated and in such a state of shock. But um, this was in June in on uh, in Queens, New York, and there was just at the at the cemetery there were all these dragonflies. I mean, like, <laughs> and I was kind of like, am I hallucinating this right now? Because this is insane, and that's where my grandparents are buried, and many other family members. And there's no dragonflies. I usually associate to some to water or ponds or something like that. There's no water anywhere, and I don't know why they were all there, but there was <laughs> a bazillion of them dancing around us and I was just like this is kind of magical at a horrible time of my life yeah and every time I see a dragonfly now I think that's of my your mom mama. that's my mom you and know? I love that yeah it's a great way to think about it and I think it's absolutely her mm-hmm. you know they also say that um, spirits will sometimes leave you uh, especially loved ones will leave you little signs that are kind of obvious and weird, like feathers and flower petals. Um, Not too long ago in my condo in Hollywood, which is right near a dusty canyon, there was a white rose petal in the middle of my floor. Now I live on a courtyard, so there's no rose, there's no rose bushes out there. There's, there's green plants, but there's no rose bushes. I used to have some that died (laughs) from aphids. There's no rose bushes. And I, f- I came across this perfect white rose petal in the middle of my floor. And that came- that thought came to me. I'm like, where did this come from Yeah, right here? I'm like, huh, probably my mom. Susie, uh, someone else told me the feathers thing. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting that you bring that up because I started seeing feathers as well. And after my mom died and my rational mind would say, well, obviously we're at the beach. There's feathers. Obviously we're at you know, wherever I was, feather made sense. So I'm like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Until I found a feather in my fucking house. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no ducks or birds in my house. No, and you keep a very clean home, so I don't know how that would happen. <laughs> well, thank you. But yeah, this is my old, old, old house um, back in North Carolina. But, you know, that kind of said to me, it was kind of like a joke on me, like, all right, start believing. Mm-hmm. Stop letting your rational mind cloud your intuition. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what, you know, a lot of life is, is like a battle between intuition and rational mind or ego or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. I actually think that's kind of an evolution of being human. Yeah. Because that's what we do. And rationality, it serves us so far, but we all have all had experiences. My parking ticket is a small example of that, <laughs> of where your gut tells you something and you ignore it because you want to be polite or kind or you want to second guess it or your your mind is telling you, no, 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 that's not right. Yeah. But it is. Absolutely. Trust your intuition. Believe in the signs. And everyone have a healthy, happy, and safe Halloween Check out the show notes at foodhealsnation.com. We really enjoyed this episode telling our stories. This was and fun. Yeah, I hope you did too. If you like this episode, let us know and we'll do more about kind of paranormal or intuition or whatever you want to call it. It's all related, you know. It is all related. Yeah. But it's not too far from, from energy work, which, you know, which That's, I have a lot of experience with. Yeah, which, we should talk about that. Which is provable. We can take photos of your auras with Karelian photography, so. Um, that's a whole nother episode because is. that is so <laughs> fascinating. You can look up, if you want to look it up right now, it's, is it, how do you spell that? K, Karelian, K, yeah. K, I think it's K-Y-R-I-L-L-I-A-N. They do it with plants and yeah. animals and. I've seen that, that you can look them up on Google Images. It's mm-hmm. really fascinating. So look that up right now and hopefully we can do a future episode on that because that's a really cool concept. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Trick or treat! These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat in this dress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.